So kia ora, Taino. So lovely to hear from you um, across the other side of the world from me at the moment. Um, welcome everybody to the Resilient Kids podcast. And today we're talking with Taino Benz. And would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, definitely. Lovely to to see and talk to you again, Madeline, and, and uh, appreciate the invite. Um, so I am where where to start or where to do a short intro. Um, I work with digital um, well-being and I'm a um, speaker. I work with research. I consult. So I help organizations and groups with, with digital well-being and, and yeah, connected to resilience. Um, and uh, I'm writing a book as well. Um, I'm from Sweden, have spent a couple of years in New Zealand, and that's where our paths crossed. Um, so Aotearoa has a, a big place in my heart. Um, father of two boys, William six and Albert four. Um, yeah. Oh, thank we'll you. That. Yeah, thank you. And um, Taino, you and I had the privilege of um, writing a little article that went into a, mm. a local Teachers Matters magazine. And um, you've been looking at the Phone Smart Day and doing a lot of work helping our community become more aware of the impact of digital technology on our, um, our children and our families. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a a question uh, that I'm very passionate about and, and it all really, I mean, it's connected to kids, it's connected what, to what we will talk about here on the podcast about resilience and, and helping parents and as we talked about just before you hit record that, you know, we don't really as parents don't get any support, any advice on how to deal with, with this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into that to that okay. too. So um, tell me what your topic is today. I'm excited yes. to hear. Yeah. So so I've got I've got a few a few topics, and and one is is around technology, but but one one is around bullying. Mm -hmm. um, I, if you ask my mom, she would say I was bullied as a as a child or during periods. I. I remember parts of it. I wouldn't go as far as calling it bullying, um, but so so it's something that, and it wasn't it wasn't for long. It was short periods. Um, mm -hmm. So it's something that I'm I'm aware of, and also my kids are quite, if you say like soft. They're very, you know, that's how we've raised them. They're mm -hmm. they're caring. They're empathetic. We have you know very specific values that and how you treat other people and all of this and that and I really stand for that but on the other side it can also mean that you know they might not be as good as standing up for themselves mm -hmm. um so I guess actually now as I'm <laughs> as I'm speaking it is really connected to resilience because I want to give them these these values on how you treat other people and, mm -hmm. and, and all of this but at the same time, I want them to be resilient and, and strong in themselves. But right mm -hmm. now, you know, I, I see you know, when I drop the kids off, for example, I see <clears throat> I see how other kids play. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it is quite the language is quite is quite hard, even, you know, for six, seven, eight year olds, they, they curse and they. Yep. I think also it's it's a bit influenced by by media and, and things they see, but like how they they act in quite a a hard 
mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And then I see my little guy, um, you know, looking around. Who do I who do I play with mm-hmm. in the morning? It, it it's quite a quite a potentially stressful you know environment to come to when you're when you're six and mm-hmm. it's like okay so they're playing there they look busy they look busy and sometimes I've seen him stand there and not mm. really you know engaging and that that hurts mm. <laughs> and I've talked to him about it and and then you know with sometimes things pop up like oh this this person did this and that to me today and and you know trying to understand and connecting to my thing about bullying like okay is this just kids being kids and mm. that next time it's my son doing the same you know small instances or small conflicts or is it a pattern um so yeah that's 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 something that i that I think about um, bullying connected to um, like isolation, I guess, or yeah. being out, being not being included in the mm-hmm. group. In the group. Mm-hmm. And so, as you were talking, I was thinking about a few things here, and um, so this this might be interesting for us to talk about. So, the first question um, that came to my mind is, who's feeling hurt in this situation? Um, I've I've asked him because I I don't know if I'm projecting you know my own my own childhood or or my my view of how things should be and when he walks into the schoolyard ten kids should come dancing up to him and say do you want to play mm-hmm. um, and you know if I as I said projecting myself as a six year old nervous on the schoolyard and I've asked him about it. Um, and he says, you know, it's fine. So to answer that question, I don't, as it is right now, it's a great question. And I don't think anyone is getting hurt right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I certain, think that, that, that's, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but I think that's a really important thing is to realize that our job obviously is to support our children, but not to, if they're not worried about it, mm-hmm. not to feed our worry. And, and, and thinking about how do we get the bound, how do we know and how do we notice what's our stuff and what's their stuff? Mm. So it's a great thing to talk about. It is. And, and it's really good point because what you said about feeding it, because I've been, I've been, I haven't, <clears throat> I, I haven't actually thought in, in, in the terms that maybe it's my own, you know, suppressed emotions or, or, or whatever it is, but I haven't thought that, but I have been thinking that I don't want to create something or a fear or a, you know, a problem where there isn't one and mm-hmm. feed something, you know, like you can, you can say that with anything like, oh, um, um, oh, isn't it, isn't, isn't it scary to go outside when it's dark? Absolutely. Um, yeah. You're you, right. You no. Know, and, and you, 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 f- you feed that and then you create these, these things. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I think it's interesting is that what we pay attention to, our children get rewarded because we ask them about it and, and they, they're keen to tell us about it. And so mm. it's it's getting that balance, absolute balance right between noticing something and checking in with them to mm. see whether or not actually they see it as an issue. And maybe mm. now you've opened the question, he might be able to come in later. But the other part about it is what is the skill that he needs to learn in order to be able to think, mm. okay, 
nobody's come up to me to play today. How do I engage with people who are already mm. in a um, activity? Mm. And thinking yeah, about, and you know, what's the question to ask him about what he wants to learn about? Yeah, yeah. The, I think those, you know, as just as my work with with technology is about empowering and and teaching mm-hmm. people rather than scaring. Same same thing here. I I love that you, um, you know, positioning in that way. What skill? Can, how, how can we look at this from a development perspective and, and skill? So yeah. what we want to give the kids, you know, is a, is a um, strong, strong foundation in themselves. So in this particular situation, it would be, you know, okay, I'm, well, first of all, actually, do I even want to play with anyone or do I want to dig in the sand pit or go Fantastic climbing on myself? Fantastic question. Fantastic. Um, so, so that's the that's the first thing, um, and then you know if the answer, oh, okay, I, I, I do want to play with someone, to give him the skill that you know, communication, courage, I guess, to go up to someone, and like it's like it, it's it's almost, you know, some skills and some tools. Like what what do you even say? Hey, can I can I play with you guys? You know, to yeah. give him, it it might be hard to come up. Mm. with phrases themselves so mm. you know talk to them okay if, if you want to play with someone what what, what do you what do you do how do you do that yeah yeah absolutely and i i can recall um years ago one of my children had a, 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 a an exchange student come and stay and um they were having some activities and i said to the exchange student um, how was it? And she she talked about kids being really mean to her. And I said, well, what, why did you say that? And she said, well, nobody spoke to me when I came up to the um, to the group. And actually, I was watching at that time, and somebody had said to her, um, shall I move over? And she said, no, no, I don't want to. And so ah. I asked her to say, just to really slow down her memory and to say, what what actually did you say mm. and then what did the other person do and then what did you do and mm. then she, because she had she had wiped it out of her mind mm. and so i think there's some, sometimes there's some psychological stuff going on we actually don't remember entirely what actually happened yeah yeah and 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 memories are it's a completely different topic in itself it but yeah, i yeah. think it's it's important to to be aware of and you know whether it's it's your child telling you something that that happened or a conflict where you're trying to understand okay what actually happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it's important to be aware of that that we can you know transform and, and change memories um but 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 back to this i think yes. you know um or, or what, what, I'll, what I'll take away from just this short discussion on, on that question is to, well, first of all, to, to, again, to be aware of that balance between not feeding, but also being open. And, and what you said, you know, about they get rewarded and they get attention for things. And of course, if they, things that we're nervous about, for example, bullying, being mm-hmm. isolated, if they just say the tiniest thing they get a massive response so yeah. my my four-year-old 
just casually said, ah, oh, this boy and this boy, they, they watch me when I go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine mm-hmm. how my reaction was. And I, you know, tried to be as casual back and be like, okay, is that something you want? Do you mm-hmm. want them to? Because, I mean, at kindy, they like go to the toilet with open door and it's, it's nothing. Sure. But the way he said it, it, it made me feel like there were two boys and like they were, I don't know, being mean to him or something. So I said, you know, okay, do, do, do they watch other people too? Do, do you... Mm-hmm. And, and then sort of trying to say, okay, if, you know, if, it, if it's something you don't want, you can always go and talk to someone. Like, mm-hmm. leave, leave it at that, not be like, oh my God, are they watching you when you go We. Um, I'm going to talk to their parents or, uh-huh. you know, and, yeah. then, and then he's like, oh, I got attention for this and it must be something of importance. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a really good point you, you said. And then, and then that other thing about, you know, who, who's, what did you say? Who's being hurt? Who's mm-hmm. being hurt? Mm-hmm. To, um, yeah, is it my, is it my, is it Taino six years old? Is it me as a parent? Is my pride being hurt or is it actually, you know, something with my child? So that's mm-hmm. a good point. Mm-hmm. And um, so going back to the, the idea of, um, you, you talked about child development and mm. in terms, especially of kids watching each other go pee when they're six, I th- mm. you know, that's a big part of their learning, isn't it? And so, um, bodily functions and farting and all of that kind of stuff is a big part of boys' chatter and understanding how the world works, um, not only boys but girls and everybody else. And so um, being able to hold that conversation, just like you say, is a normal conversation, something that, oh, yeah, you check in about. But at the same time, it's not something that we dismiss because we think, oh, my God, I don't want to have to deal with that. Mm. so it's and and again it's this really hard road that parents have to walk just thinking what what else um because pre- preparing for our chat here i i had a few things that that came up mm-hmm. and and this was the first one i came to think about um well one thing another thing is you know, different. <clears throat> it's it, it hasn't really become a problem yet, but but it, it could, and that's you know different rules in different families, uh-huh. um, and also connecting it. I'm trying not to make this only about technology, my sure. favorite topic. But <laughs> just this morning, like half an hour ago, mm-hmm. my my six year old said, um, "My friend has an iPhone eight, and they're six. Yeah. Um, and and it didn't really it, it it didn't turn into a big conversation. It it stopped that I I would like one too. And then I was like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. different families have different rules. Lovely. When, when you're when you're, I told him when I got my first phone when I was thirteen, mm-hmm. um, and you know. <laughs> Talk, talk to him about it a bit about okay what you know what what would you use it for and so on so but that, but that's something and not only with not only with technology but you know d- different diff- different rules and yeah. and how yeah how how, how it can mm-hmm. easily become like a peer pressure among parents like ah mm-hmm. oh, um he's allowed to do this and that why yes. am i not allowed to do that yes. 
Absolutely. And I like the way that you spoke originally about the values that you have as a family. And so our, our rules always come from, or our boundaries for our family always come from those values. And so it's quite useful to, when you have a conversation with your kids about it, to go back to what, you know, we want to be a family who does this. And mm -hmm. therefore we've made a decision that our children don't get smartphones until blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the strategies that I used um, for my kids, because we never had a PlayStation, no, that was a thing back in the day, was, well, mm. you know, when you go visit your mates, you've got something that you can hang, you know, you can do that's different. Mm. And when they come mm. to us, they'll be doing something different. Um, yeah. But I absolutely think, sorry, that it's useful to have conversations with the parents so that mm. you don't get into that bind and that you can accept that we have different ways of parenting. Yeah. Um, it's much easier if you're with your own tribe, in inverted commas, people who mm. have a yep. similar... Um, way of thinking about it so that you know yeah. if they are watching some on the screen it's not going to be something that you don't want them to be watching mm. but how how do I you know with with his friend's parents I maybe it's just some social awkwardness but I I don't see uh, do you have any advice for like how to bring bring things like this up and not only about screens but like um, because I don't I, I, I don't really feel like I can enforce my values or principles on them. And mm -hmm. when, when he's with them, it's sort of their rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how would you bring something up if you were working in a team, in a different team at work, you know, what, because it's the same principle, really, what, what strengths and tools do you have for bringing up different difficult conversations at work? I, I understand your point, but I I feel like it's different at <clears throat> at work. I would okay a diff, a different team. Um, I would probably ask ask questions rather mm -hmm. than say mm -hmm. the answers that I see. So if, if yeah, I, I would ask, hey, how do you guys? Uh, you know, I find okay. Let let uh, I find um, this and that quite challenging how do you guys work mm -hmm. with that mm -hmm. and maybe that could work with parents too like we you know what are your we find it really tricky around technology and what they're allowed to use and not how do you what do you guys do about that mm. and I think that what you're doing is you're saying that you would like to have a conversation that supports your ability to be able to work in, in the community and um, and as I said before, if you find people that have similar ways of thinking about it, it makes it easier. But mm. obvi obviously, our children are going to have different rules about different things, yep. mm. and um, and therefore, uh, your job is to be the leader of your family mm. and to support your children to live the values that you want to live. And how how can we borrow the skills that we might use in different parts of our lives? to think about how do we open up a conversation that's a mm. bit socially awkward. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and But also I think it really, I mean, maybe there's a point in, and it's a good thing that different families have different rules because mm. our, our kids will be exposed to different things. Mm -hmm. And and it sort of goes into my last point, which which is a question that, that mm. I would love to get your input on, which is, I guess, massive question. It's kind of, how how do I give them the the skill of of like resilience? Mm -hmm. um, 
in terms in terms of I think for me it's about in or in my in my question to you it's about like a a strength to stand up for themselves mm. and stand mm-hmm. up for what they for our values if they yeah. you know if, if um if someone is 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 mean to someone else mm-hmm. and they see that mm-hmm. I would so let's go back love, to yeah, yeah. yeah let's go back to how children learn they learn mm. from watching you mm. and your family and so if you can speak respectfully use the values between each other that's how they learn. They, they'll model it from you. And if they see you as having a strong sense of who you are and being able to set a boundary, whether that's with your friend or whether that's with you or whether that's um, reminding the family about the, what the family rules are, then that's how they do something. And if you're thinking about how do we build skill, we, we build skill through practice. And we learn to trust ourselves by doing everyday things that make us feel competent learning how to carry our own bag, learning how to do our shoes up, learning how to sweep the floor, all of those things, which are really, really basic, um, help our children to become more and more competent every day. And I think one of the problems with the world that we're living in is that we don't have to do so much main, so much work as we used to just to maintain things. Um, and especially in terms of cooking, for example, we, a lot of families don't spend a lot of time cooking anymore. Mm. And so the, the everyday kind of preparation of food hasn't become something that all the family can participate in necessarily. And so this is another reason why parents are finding it so hard because what used to be something that just occurred naturally through the way that you lived your life, like if you were cold, you had to go cut the wood, but mm. in today, you just flick a switch. And so it's that whole, um, you know, delayed gratification, understanding that our mm. effort matters. And so therefore, we have to put in our children's way things that help them to learn these things. And we also have to learn, help them to learn that if they make a mistake or something goes wrong, that they have the resilience to withstand it. And that as parents, we don't make it easy for them. Mm. I'm not saying we make it hard for them, but we we have to help them to experience the discomfort of yeah. being embarrassed or mm. upset about something. And for us to be able to say, you're going to be a, a fine human being. It was an embarrassing situation. You will recover from that. And we model that as our in, in parenthood as well. Mm. What do you think about that? I think it's... Um... Yeah, lots to lots to take in. I'll need to re-listen to this and write some <laughs> stuff down. Um, but first of all, being a role model, I think that's that's great. And, and you know, that classical they they don't do what you say, they do what you do. Yeah. Um, for good and for bad, and mm-hmm. and that's something you know. If um, yeah, d- different situations. Um. standing up for if I stand up for for myself or for others or Mm -hmm. there's a situation and I and I you know go in and and take a stand for something that 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 would be very inspiring for them so that's a that's a great a great point and also um yeah it, it is a very different world today you know than just in 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 our part of the world um compared with you know just a couple of decades ago or definitely mm. you know 100 years ago and and where we're 
I mean, they, their consideration of work, this is working for them. And, mm. um, you know, if, if they pretend to go to work, it's doing this. Yeah. Which is kind of weird and a bit upsetting to me. But, but and, and, you know, what you said about all these technological advancements that have taken away a lot of the things that, that we would do. So, so our version of, you know, going out and chopping wood and getting the gratification of being warm is, for example, we, so they're four and six, as I said, and we, mm. we, 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 we asked them, you know, to help. They, mm. they, they clear, clear the table, they mm-hmm. help um, empty the dishwasher, mm-hmm. um, hang the laundry, and, and we, we talk about it like, you know, it, it's like putting in effort and seeing a result. And mm-hmm. I think that goes in a bit to what you say about, you know, being a part of not making it too easy for them. And again, now I, I always connect it to technology, but like the easiest thing for me, if I'm emptying the dishwasher, the easiest thing for me would be take out the iPad. Mm. They're, they're zombified for 10 minutes. I've got time to empty the dishwasher. That mm-hmm. would be the easiest thing for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I miss I miss a bonding moment yes with, with my kids I you know I take the shortcut which isn't always the best you know I, I, I think parents my my generation of parents often try to like we're so used to making everything in our society efficient yeah that we do that with parenthood as well and like taking the fastest you know just seeing the end goal okay the end goal is well, not really, but the, the apparent end goal is feeding the kids, mm-hmm. um, c- c- cleaning the clothes, clean, clearing the dishwasher, um, you know, putting them to bed, these, mm. these things. Mm-hmm. They're the, the, the That's the short-term. That's the short-term the short, goal. Exactly, yeah. the short-term goals. Mm-hmm. And, and by if we, if we, you know, rationalize and make the short-term goals efficient, we miss... I think what what we're talking about, which is the long term, yeah. the the ones that are hard to measure mm-hmm. now, but you see the result and talk yeah. about delayed gratification. I mean, mm-hmm. if if we teach them skills now, we'll see the results in one, five, ten years. Twenty, uh-huh. some results we'll see, you know, when they're adults. Yes. Um, which I guess makes it kind of hard to. Yeah, it's it's easy taking the shortcuts, and I'm I. I think that every now and then it's totally fine to take those shortcuts. Absolutely. Whether it's the iPad or Mm -hmm. fast food or whatever it is to make life easier, Mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't become a pattern. And I think that's when it can spill over to harming their, not maybe not harming their development, but, but, you know, not being ideal for their Mm -hmm. development or for Mm -hmm. the parent child. So going back to, you know, carrying the dishes up to the dishwasher or up to the bed, yeah. you know, they're yeah. also learning about science, aren't they? Weight, mm. gravity, hope, hopefully not, <laughs> you know, but also being um, really useful members of the community and your family. Mm. And so you're right. There are so many things that our children learn. And actually, if you did that with your partners or your kids, you could, even if it was something little like setting the table for a four-year-old and write mm. down all the skills that they were learning as a, mm. as a result of that, you know, we would keep them doing that job forever. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so I guess the sentiment there is like there's, like what you said, not not making life too easy for them. Because I and and again, we you know both New Zealand and Sweden, or or and not everyone in society, but a lot of people are quite fortunate and and don't have it too mm-hmm. too hard. Um, there are those who do as well. Um, but for, for us, for example, the school is I don't know. 800 meters away mm-hmm. and a lot like in in our little village here everyone has really close to the school and and a lot of people drive their kids to school no nice. and i think i i think okay. that's a, an example of this as well like mm-hmm. well you know we we don't we we bike or we walk and i've i've even taken it as far as you know talking to them about how in in other parts of the world kids might not even go to school or mm-hmm. might have to walk for kilometers to come to the closest school mm-hmm. and not not to make them feel bad bad at all but i'm raised i don't know if, if we've talked about this but i've lived i went to school in bolivia i went mm-hmm. to school in zimbabwe and you know we've we've traveled a lot in in less developed parts of the world and and you know i, I have a very good insight and a lot of respect right you know Mm -hmm. awareness of of how privileged i am Um, Mm. and i think it's again it's a balance between not i'm I'm not trying to make them feel guilty at all but just like telling them yeah okay you want to take (laughs) you want to take the car to go 800 meters did you know that some kids have to walk Mm -hmm. really really far or you know not go to school Mm -hmm. So, so that's a tiny thing that yeah. That I'm not, quite hard yeah. at, like trying not to, to mention the state of the planet either. Mm. Definitely, definitely, and and that's oh, could be a, t- that's a whole different thing. conversation yeah. um, mm. about how how we how we teach them to take care of the planet and mm. um, yeah, yeah. And so there's lots of research around um, the understanding how privilege and the impact of overindulgence um, plays out on children. And actually, if we don't pay attention, the the results are pretty horrible. And so it Mm. is worth it um, for us as parents to become aware of these everyday things that we can do to influence the way that our children feel competent that we're not doing things for them, um, that we're not thinking for them, and that mm. they're learning incrementally about how to manage their lives. Yes. And, and, and think, sorry yeah, to cut you in, go. Thinking, thinking for them is a massive one, actually, when, when you know they come to us and say, I'm bored, or I have nothing mm-hmm. to do, or what should I do? And we can, again, the easy and efficient way is Oh, you can play with that Lego, build a tower, see how high you can make it. Mm. Um, and and that's, you know, feeding them with, um, yeah, with, with, with rules or not rules, mm. but like a, a map of what to do. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, just cut, cutting in on that. That's a great point on not, not doing everything for them, but, mm-hmm. but, and seeing that we're actually, we're not harming them. We're on the opposite. We're helping them to, to if develop. You- yeah, and if you're thinking about those little neural pathways in the every time they have to stop and think, those little neurons are growing. Mm. And they're becoming more and more um, 
uh, laid down the ability to be able to think. And we need critical thinkers in this world. We need creative thinkers in order to be able to solve the mess of problems that we face. Mm. Well, what a wonderful conversation. Thank yes. you so much. What, what a great way to start the day for me and the day for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, um, and we might have another conversation about another at another time. Um, feel free to you know, reach out if you'd like to do that. That would be lovely. Mm. And so um, I'll say goodbye um, and uh, 